0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. So today we are doing something a little bit different. We have an episode where we're gonna be focusing on the best bits of the last few months of Property Jam. So sit back, relax, and take in some giggles, some useful information, and some stuff which is just purely outrageous. Enjoy. Let's ask the question, Keith. Um, What does the human side of property uh, mean to you? You may have already started to touch on it, but yeah, what what officially does it mean to you?
1: It's everything. Absolutely everything. I've realised it mostly in lockdown as well. It's the most important part of what we do is being a human. it's, It's relationships, isn't it? And I think for a period of time, I'd kind of gone away from that to focus on the processes, the practical elements, and almost neglected those relationships. And now lockdown's forced me to kind of look at that element and think actually yeah most of our deals have come from relationships long-standing um building them up over a period of time that's what it's about and I think going back to the social media thing which I could talk about forever my personal view is they need more of it it needs more of the vulnerability more of the mistakes more of the, the learning through mistakes so that people don't feel kind of left out and I understand I know that we all kind of joke about the sets of keys and that's always I mean that is for another industry altogether. But also keys indicate the fact that people have bought property. And I think people do it because they want to be part of that gang. But no one's actually talking about the hours that it's spent to do research, the hours going into a house. I was I've come from a viewing today with a lady who's inherited her mum's house. And it's unfortunately it's in a need of a lot of work. And I'm talking a lot of work. And there's loads of property in there, loads of personal possessions. I spent an hour and a half there listening to the stories that she's got to tell, because it's important for her. It's important for me to understand where she's coming from. And so from me, as more of a kind of a too-long-didn't-listen um, answer to this, it's everything. The human aspect is literally everything.
2: But what does the human side of property mean to Louise Reynolds? I, I suppose
3: liberating me to spend more time on the human connections that matter. Um, so for me, it's meant that I it sort of combines with my um, daughter when she was one was very seriously ill um, with a life threatening illness. And I made myself a promise then that I would make sure I got the balance in my life right. And that I was going to spend the time that was required with her until she was better. And also with my, my son. So the human side to me means I was able to fulfill a promise that I made to myself about my family. So it's, given, it's liberated me to do that, um, which is quite a profound thing for me because I, you know, I, I've, I've done it. I, I honored that promise to myself, but also what you were saying, Jo, about the property sister community. I think that property for me can represent the best of human nature and the worst of human nature. And um, for me, coming in contact with property sisters, the kind of people that I've got to meet on social media, the connections that I've made through property, have been wonderful and I've, um, you know, found some genuine friendships through property as well. So it's not just my family, it's also the great friendships, but it's it's also, um, I think, emblematic of human nature in itself there are also some bad people out there and I'm quite a skeptical person so in many respects I suppose I've not got sucked into some of the stuff that I know some people have so the human side of property for me is the best and the worst of mankind I think.
2: Well so business and bed partner have you sort of like gone in the whole shaboot wow that's commitment.
3: (laughs) We were bed before business right so we,
4: we come into property together um, yeah. yeah he's sneaky. he can be my ace card because he's a builder so oh, yeah wow. he really has his uses
0: he's yeah, worth he holding on to <laughs> if in doubt bed the builder
2: that's right
4: that's the second strategy yeah
2: it's always been my theory <laughs> right
0: okay so, so, so fizzy fridays and bed the builder that's what I'm <laughs> the today yeah.
4: and that's it uh, that's it so not you don't need much more <laughs>
2: well, we know what the title of your episode's going to be then <laughs>
5: just thought we might ask harry the the, the main question of why he's oh. here uh, so you know <laughs> what what does the human side of property look like to you harry
6: so i knew he's gonna obviously like, ask me this question and as a long-time listener uh you've had a lot of responses and i didn't really i never really thought of it before but actually like our whole business is because we didn't feel that any other agent had like a human side to it it was all just very much like, this is a process, this is the system, this is how we do this specific thing. Whereas when we started student housing, we wanted to be like, like, actually, do you know what we care about the people that live there? And we get it. Like, if you're a student and you have no internet, like, that's on us. Like, we have to get that sorted for you because it's, in 2020, just as important as hot water or TV working or whatever it is. Um, So for us, it's more about how you respect and treat your tenants and then gain that reputation of like, somebody that cares and actually essentially just gives a shit about the people that live in the houses that you look after and you own. And I think that so many people are so like profit driven and they're so like my return on investment has to be this. And I'm going to buy a cheaper door lock because I can save two pound 50 here. But actually a lot of people don't think about like the tenant experience. And I know that when we design houses and when we're refurbishing houses, we're doing the things like, right. Okay. Think of like your typical tenant. If they're getting ready in the morning, they're going to want to blow dry their hair. And what do you want to do when you are blow drying your hair? You're, you're doing it next to a mirror that means i need to have a plug socket next to a mirror or if i'm going to charge my phone it needs to be to the bed so it's like all those little things that you do are essentially the human side of it because whilst anybody can kind of just refurb a house and just say that's a lovely house it's got a nice non-high-gloss white kitchen and i'm going to let it now i think it's that deeper delve into it that actually how are the people going to use this space and when they are using it how am i going to help them during their tenancy because essentially anyone can just provide a property to someone it takes a little bit more to sort of see that human aspect of it and say actually I care about your experience here and actually I want you to have a good experience in this property.
0: And, and um, so in terms of your kind of your stress levels, how, how good is your builder?
4: <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, 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 you, you,
0: you said reliable. how reliable is your builder?
4: Oh he has no choice does he, he gets, he gets the, the boots off you go out the bed in the morning. can't he wouldn't dare, what? would he? Uh, can't the, come the out the otherwise. Problem, yeah. The only problem I have with him he is trying to retire. And that's 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 a challenge in itself. Yeah.
0: You must be the most successful project manager in the country then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> never lost it, never lost a days on next day on a build. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he wants to down tools, but he wouldn't dare. Just would not dare.
4: He can't yet. No, he can't. I keep promising the next one's the last one, but hey ho.
2: Uh, I was teaching recently and I had two students come up to me and one said they had, this guy was 19 and he had a foreign investor offering 400,000 pounds. Right. He was elated. He's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a commercial to residential project. I was like, okay. Um, I was like, and how are you finding it? And what is your, what is your stake in the deal? What is the investor seeking out of the deal? Um, How are you structuring it? You know, they couldn't answer any of the questions. I was like, and he said, oh, they don't want any interest on their money. I was like, "So what do they want? Oh, it turns out this lady was a foreign investor who just wanted to park her money for an equitable stake. So she's just got a long term growth strategy. Usual. Absolutely going to rinse this child for he was going to find it. He was going to do the works probably, you know, and park her money. But his value was just on the money. I then had another guy attend the course. Somebody had promised him 100, oh no, he needed to raise 150,000 pounds for a barn conversion, having never worked with private investment funds before. And I'm like, boys, 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 start off with a small amount, five, 10, 15, 20 even, test it, test the theory, test the process, get get the experience, cut your teeth, then scale up to bigger zeros. Because imagine taking on 400 big ones, not understanding the risk attached to that, the security that's attached to that, the responsibility that's attached to that with no experience in investment. What the hell? And this whole, this is why I get so scared about the YouTube culture. Like, Oh yeah, you just find investors. You just find JV partners. You just do this. You just do that. No, no, no. There's a huge responsibility attached to all of these elements in property investing that you learn small and scale up.
5: What does the, human side of property look like to you guys
7: Uh, for us um, and we say all the time that relationships is everything in property Uh, so it's actually talking to someone whether that's physically or over the phone but just having a conversation with people and actually talking to people so for us in developments especially there's so many like power team members and we use a commercial power team uh, term here but you've got your builders your solicitors your architects planning consultants Um, accountants jv partners um, the list goes on but if you're not talking to them and it's all just emails there's just no rapport on 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 emails or anything like that so picking up the phone talking to people talking it through being on site uh, seeing people seeing the lender uh, just having a conversation with someone is is really really important um, for relationship building because later on you never know when you need that person again so you've got to always interact with them uh, and talk and I and know Andy talks about relationships in, in property as
6: well um,
5: Not I think they everything in
6: business as a rule it's everything isn't it, it's, it's not just it's not just property, it's in you know, the, the stronger your relationships are and the stronger the human side as you guys call it is then the stronger everything's going to be The your pipeline of deals, your you know, the, your access to funds and all that kind of thing, now you Niall know, um, and Joe have been on the, the fitness groups that we do which are nothing to do with property but you know, we we all know each other and we all, you know, it spurs into other things that we all do together and it's all part of the same thing, isn't
2: it? Do you know, I was teaching a kid at the weekend and his granddad was an HMO officer and it occurred to me we've never really spoken to anyone from the council. Like, we've not had a planning officer on the podcast. We've not had an HMO officer. And I want to know what their life is like. <laughs> like what do you see? How do you cope? Like, yeah, so You probably
0: need an ex-HMO um, yeah. officer.
2: You probably can't yeah. have a current one, an they an won't be able to
7: speak freely.
4: Yeah, it's a yeah, really a good point. Point. I mean, you describe by select as vanilla, but yeah, planning and officers and um licensing very dawgry without a doubt. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Definitely, like, yeah, that's no, it'll be interesting. We'll see what we can find, listeners. We'll see what we can find, but on this high level. Planning. Uh... I'll
4: take licensing in a, a more than planning at the moment. I'm 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 a, yeah, I'm in a legal appeal. So um oh, okay. yeah, so there might have been some explicit. <laughs>
8: um the <laughs> actual title of the town of Grimsby is Great Grimsby. Not many people know that, but I, I do. like to tell people that I am putting the Great back into Grimsby.
9: Oh my god, Ben, that's so good.
8: <laughs> um
9: just really now, I, I just want everybody to get that opportunity to buy their first home. So our slogan is you can buy your first home, even yeah. though there's a million reasons why it is so hard, but we have a very positive outlook. And I, even through the worst dark days of the, of the COVID awful days, I really woke up every morning thinking it's okay. We've just got to battle on and help as many people as we possibly can. Mm. Well, that's what I
1: try and that's what I try and do, particularly with guys. We're, we're kind of more
6: more so than not ego led and kind of it's like, I've got this. It's cool. I'll figure this out. And um, I, it's actually it's, it's really it's really nice. If you can be vulnerable to know that you don't have enough, you don't have all the answers. It's like, yeah. cool. Even just sometimes getting stuff out of your head is is just just talking at something. Um I always say as a as a coach, if I'm if I'm nothing else, I'm just a lamppost for someone. So I shine a light on them and they could just talk at me and that's cool. Oh,
0: and I that's that. oh. uh, you probably don't know, Joe, but I was a musician in a former life. Um so wow. I and when I was 11 i I'm just trying to put myself back in my shoes when I was 11 because at that age I was still it's still a choir boy, still a chorister. My balls <laughs> had my balls hadn't dropped. You know, my view on um music kind of was very classical I was just about going into jazz um I hadn't really dived into the world of pop and rock all that kind of stuff my my musical taste had been very much blinkered by my parents who very much to classical music and obviously going to sing a cathedral seven days eight times a week six days a week
2: god you were um, cool
0: I know I know look at me now Um, not a lot of change little changes yes
2: Um, his balls still haven't dropped we're all waiting (laughs) yeah yeah i'd agree with that and and on the other side of it as well so you've got our side of things which is the whole producing something that you know is competitive and profitable and sustainable but then on the Mm -hmm. other side of things is that well how much is there a sustainable need for what it is that you're providing because and i think if you're looking at the housing market and you're looking at the current economy what the HMO and the co-living units are, they're filling a massive gap. So it's where, you know, there is such a need for this supply because the demand for that in between housing has never been greater. Because if you think about the younger demographic of a a co-living market, you've got, the the kid that comes out of university and will probably stay at home with mum and dad for a few years, but then they kind of hit like 25 and they don't want to be at home anymore. They want their independence, but they cannot afford to, you know, buy somewhere for themselves. And, you know, they can't rent on their own either because rents are crazy for single units. So this need for a high end sort of private sort of luxury space that is just your own whilst you get your life together and eventually then fly onto something like you produce It's that in-between market that is still just so emerging, so, you know, new, but also so necessary.
5: What does the human side of property look like to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's twofold. One, I think it's it's the fact that, you know, when if you think about any aspect of property, um, whether it's the finding of the property, whether there's the funding of the property, whether you're doing properties up, whether you're selling them or keeping them, in the end, this is all built through teamwork. And the best way to enjoy that is to recognize it's not a DIY activity. And a lot of people come into property with that kind of DIY mentality. I think I should do it myself to save cost. Absolutely. But my experience is if you engage with not just professionals, but like-minded people in communities. And what I've found in property more than anything else, actually, is the community spirit for people wanting to share something they've done for no benefit. Not like doing your homework when you had your hand over so you couldn't <laughs> see, yeah, none of that stuff. It's genuine open sharing without trying to reciprocate in money terms. And I think it's only the that community and also I would say the SaaS community that we built, uh over 4,000 strong now, people meeting, talking about their pensions. Can you believe it? It's weird. Yeah.
8: <laughs> Um, but then my provider, um, it's her company, and I know know her really well. And she said, What I really want to get into is children's homes. And I said, Yeah, I'd be bang up for that. So the, the Yardley ACOX green thing is this one we're just about to buy is going to be a children's home. And um that really resonates with me. Um, because I I love kids. I've got six nephews and a niece who I absolutely love spending time with I want children of my own in the future and I've always just got on well with um, kids when I was younger and um, kids of friends and that kind of thing I just enjoy their company so to be able to combine that with a property strategy where all I'm doing is providing the bricks and mortar but it's, it's um, as something that I can invest in emotionally so I want to make sure that these houses are brilliant and I know that the housing provider Will bring a brilliant um, element of care to it, so she'll sort out of all the staffing and everything. Um, and all I really need to do is is find the house, but I want to do it because I want to help as many kids in Birmingham as I possibly can um, with a sense of stability. And if they have that level of that high level of care as well, then hopefully they'll live in my house for a long time, and that's going to be part of their development and maybe their rehabilitation one for a better expression again and although I'll never meet them um I still know that I've been part of that process and that will mean a lot to me oh,
5: so that pretty much answers the question then without even asking it <laughs> about
8: the, the human side yeah so the human yeah. side of property uh, means to yeah. you yeah sorry I jumped the gun I was too uh-huh. excited
5: and it's what does the human side of property mean to you
9: the human side of property is is that This is gonna be the biggest thing that you are ever gonna buy in your entire life. And as I've said, when I was explaining about why I feel that first time buyer and property is in my DNA, you have to have that gut feeling. And that is a very human feeling. You have to know that you just feel it somehow in the pit of your stomach that I actually really want this and I will move heaven and earth. Um, and I think that the human side is really also that when you're buying a property you do need a lot of help and support and I think people should remember that that they don't just give you a load of legal jargon and expect you to understand it I hope and I really do hope that people that are talking to first-time buyers particularly um, give them simple guide guidance and also simple information that they can process without being totally confused
0: and that was that thank you for listening and we really look forward to seeing you in our next episode of property jam